Press means to apply force. When God said press, prayer reaches every single situation. He gave us permission to apply force to every situation that we will go through. And in this podcast, we are going to learn to apply force to what's applying pressure to us. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Press Podcast. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. And I want to dive in as we look at the last prayer in the book of Exodus by Moses. Moses is a leader in the Bible. He is one that God talked to as a friend. And he's one of those people you get to see his growth. I really like that because this is one of those chapters where through prayer, I do see the growth of Moses. Exodus 33 starts with God being angry still with the children of Israel because they built a golden calf and they worshiped that calf as a God. They did that because when Moses went to the mountain and he was talking to God and got the Ten Commandments, he took too long in their opinion. And so they said, make us a God. They told Aaron, make us a God. And they took all their jewelry and they burnt it and they made a golden calf and they began to worship it. God told Moses about it. God was super angry, and Moses was angry too. But that was last week's podcast. We just see now in scriptures, God's still mad. He's telling Moses in Exodus 33, verse 1, I will build a nation out of you. The promise I gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I'll just start again through you. Moses, as a leader, always loved the people and advocated for them before God. I do believe that's what a good leader does. A good leader does not have their own interest as primary when people are following them. A good leader is looking out for the people behind them, for the ones that they're responsible for in all scenarios. Moses is a good leader. He could have said to God, okay, let's just start you and me. But that's not the position he took. He wanted the people to be safe. He wanted God to do what he promised in them. And so Moses was self-sacrificing in that way. He was humble. He cared for others more than himself. But God is so mad. In Exodus 33 and 3, he's basically saying, I'm going to keep my promises. I will send an angel before you to drive out the people, to get rid of all the people so you can take the land that I've said I would give you. He said, but these people, I will not go up in the mist in Exodus 33 and 3. For thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. In other words, God is saying, you people are so hard to deal with that if I come too close to you, bad things are going to happen. You don't want me with you. I'll send an angel with you, but my presence is not going because If I go with you the way you're set up, you're going to get handled in the way. While while we're on this trip, while we're on this journey together, while I'm taking you to the promised land, I'm going to consume you. Some of us out there understand what God is saying there, where it's almost better for you not to be around somebody because it's in their best interest that you're not around. I love looking at scripture and pointing that out because you can see that we really are made in the image of God, that he has emotions like we do. His emotions are always right and founded. 
they have substance to them, where ours may be solely based upon our viewpoints. He has truth. But we do have the emotions. We do have the understanding of why God reacts the way he does. And in this situation, he's like, I can't be around them, Moses. But God, though he will judge you in his nature, he is long-suffering. And the people, when they heard what the Lord was saying, when Moses told them what the Lord is saying, they began to mourn and they took off their ornaments. They didn't put them on their fancy clothes. They weren't looking all dressed up, all well put together. No, they decided it's time to mourn. And they looked like they were mourning. They began to repent. And the Bible says that Moses took the tabernacle and he put it outside of the camp. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of the congregation outside of the camp. And Moses went up to the tabernacle as well. And everybody stood outside of their tents watching until he was gone into the tabernacle. And as Moses entered the tabernacle, a cloud descended at the door of the tabernacle. And the Bible says, and the Lord talked with Moses. Not just to Moses, the Lord talked with Moses. If there's a such thing as prayer goals, this verse and verse 11 would be it for me to get to a place where God wants to talk with me. The fact that he can come to a place where he cares enough to talk with us is a privilege. And the people, as they saw that the Lord was descending in a cloud upon the tabernacle, they began to worship every person at their door, the Bible says. The Bible also says, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. We know that the Bible says that no man had seen God at any time. So we're not talking about a literal looking in his eyes, looking at his ears, his nose. But no, what Moses saw or was enveloped in was the presence of God. And in God's presence, Moses was able to talk with him. And it's ironic because it's the presence of God that was going to lead them in verse 3. And the word face does signify presence as well in the Hebrew text. But the presence of God is now sitting with him. He's present for Moses as a friend. He's present as one who comes around to hang out with you, to spend time with you. And now Moses is able to ask God concerning what he just said. Moses said to the Lord in verse 12, and this is the prayer within this text. See thou sayest unto me, bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. He asked God, please think about this. These people belong to you. Moses knew how to talk to God. We can get angry. We can get puffed up. We can think, why wait, God? But that is always the wrong posture when we come to God because his viewpoint is perfect. And so Moses says to him, if I found grace in thy sight, if you've looked at me and I'm favorable to you, then I'm asking you to hear me, God. Please hear me. Hear me and consider this nation. The other thing he says in verse 12, though, thou hast not let me know whom thou wast sin with me. Now, when Moses said that back in Exodus chapter 4, 
verse 13. He was saying, Lord, who are you going to sin with me? I can't do this. I'm insufficient. Even though God was telling him what to do, Moses had asked him once before, who are you going to sin with me? And hopefully you'll check out that previous podcast if you don't know the story. But essentially, God sent Aaron. He wasn't happy about Moses' request, but he sent Aaron. But this time in prayer, something has changed because the response concerning whom you'll sin with me. Verse 14, God said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. God said, okay, I'll go. And Moses this time says, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. In other words, I don't want to go if you don't go. And this is significant because before, when he asked who you're going to send, he needed a crutch. He needed Aaron. He needed somebody to be his mouth. He wasn't trusting God the same way. But now, in the face of this turbulent time, all he needs to know is that God is with him. He understands it's enough if God is with me. There are moments in life where we all need to know if God is with us. But you need to understand when you go to pray that if God is with you, that has to be enough. How do we get to the place where God is enough? I believe we've seen that in the journey of Moses, even through prayer. But as you know, when we're studying this journey, there's a lot of chapters in between that you may read and see some of the obstacles that he encountered, some of the situations that he encountered. But in walking with God, in following God, Moses has gotten to a place where he's able in his prayer to understand, I want you more than anything else. I need your presence with me. It's fine that you say, hey, I'll make a nation out of you. Moses doesn't even want that stuff. But what he does want is the presence of God. And he wants the presence of God, not just in the prayer. Because note, the presence was there. The word face and presence in this chapter, Exodus 33, in the Hebrew, they are the same word. So I use Hebrew, I use Hebrew references because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. In the original translation, if you were looking at it, when the Bible said that he talked to Moses face to face, or when he said, my presence will go with you, face and presence would have been the same word. So Moses has his presence, but Moses wants God to know, I want your presence with me all the time. Not just when I'm praying, not just when there's chaos. Every step I take, I don't want to take it unless you're with me. I don't want any distance between us. I need to walk with you. I need my friend present. I need to know that you're there. Don't take your presence from me. As I said, in earlier times, Moses felt like he needed different things. He needed Aaron. He needed signs. But now, now he just needs to know God is with him. You can reach a point through prayer, through walking with God, where you recognize that God is enough. And frankly, there's going to be some times in life where all you've got is God. Where if he's not enough, then you have nothing. But when you get to a place in your relationship and walk with God, that you're willing to say you are enough and all I want is wherever you are. You will see the hand of God continuously upon you, even as Moses did. 
because the Lord was angry. The Lord was upset, but the Lord was not about to abandon his friend. There is something to be said for being a friend of God, for being one that he knows, for being one that loves him and one that will follow him. How do you become that if you're not that? You get to know him. In prayer, you get to know him. Moses uses the things he said to talk to God. God, you said this. God, you said that. Learning what he said, how he's been, all of that works together for you to get to know him. You're not sitting in the dark in a room listening for a voice and making up things in your mind. That's not what prayer is. Prayer builds relationship so that you can find out who God is and understand, as Moses did, he's enough. His presence is enough. I just want you. And today, I challenge you, as you're praying, to trust God to be enough. Trust God to be sufficient. Trust his presence alone to make the difference in whatever may come. Moses knew they were going to have to fight. He knew there would be battles. Verse 2, we already see there's some people that they're going to have to go through to get to the promise. Moses knew all of that. He didn't have all the details, but he knew there's some obstacles in the way. But he didn't need answers concerning how God is going to work. He didn't need a strategy at the moment for the Canaanites or for the Amorites or the Hittites that are referenced in verse 2. He didn't need to know how to fight them today. What he needed to know is, God, will you be with me? And if you're with me, then I'll go. And God, because you're with me, because you know me, have mercy on your people. That's a friend. A friend can advocate for others with their friend better than anyone else. You know, there's this thing called networking where you know somebody, they introduce you to somebody else, and you build a group, you build a network that helps pull each other up. But how amazing that you can network with God, you can be a friend with God, to the point that you can advocate for others with God. But you have to get to the place where you know he's enough. God will never compete for second place or for second choice. He wants to be first choice and in first place, and he wants to be enough. I pray that this lesson has encouraged you. And I pray today that if he's not enough in your situation for you to trust him, for you to follow him, for you to be content just knowing he's there, that you keep seeking him until your heart and mind reach the conclusion that God, if your presence is with me, I'll go through whatever's coming next. But if not, I don't even want to go this way. You'll find that resolution in prayer because prayer reaches every single situation. Join the movement. Join the community. Like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Visit us at PressToPray.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Did you know that when you are quiet, your voice is missing to God's ears? 
I know some of us have prayed and we're wondering, how long should I pray about this? Why should I pray if God already knows? How will I know God is answering? And what do I do when I feel like God's not listening? But God is listening for your voice. It's too quiet in this world for the troubles we have. You have to raise your voice and God wants to hear from you. It's Too Quiet, a book about prayer, is designed to answer your prayer questions and build your faith. Visit PressToPray.com.